Well, here we are, December 31st, 2023. And the Lord has brought you through. He's brought us through. What a blessing, isn't it? You did it with God's help. We couldn't have done it without him. And we could not have done it without each other. Because nobody can go through this life by themselves. If we are people of faith, then we all recognize that we have to worship the Lord within the body of Christ as a community of faith, praying for one another, lifting one another up being lifted up by our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And that's what it means to be the church. Isn't it a blessing when the church is what Jesus meant for it to be? When we pray together, believe, preach the gospel alongside one another, Extend the love of Jesus to those who are hurting and to be witnesses and testimonies of the goodness of God. In Jesus' name, praise God. Our theme for 2023 was God is faithful, period. For several years, the church was getting beat up, the church, not just in America, but around the world, suffered through division, through a, a global pandemic. The enemy tried to divide brothers and sisters in Christ. We as the church suffered through many things as a country, dealing with things like racial injustice, People on social media wars, friending and unfriending one another, liking and unliking, thinking to themselves, oh, now I, I see what they, how they really are because of what they post. But praise God that many of us have heard the Holy Spirit We've stepped away from some of them downward spirals that some of us found ourselves in. And we've refocused our eyes and reset our hearts on serving and worshiping a faithful God. And that's why we as the church, God has called us both to unity and mission. In unity, that we're called to serve him together, but in mission, that we're called to set our eyes on the things outside of who we are to do the work of God in the world. When we as the body of Christ focus on one or the other a little too much, then we're off balance. If you focus too much on unity, you become it becomes, um, what's the word, toxic. 
There's too much hating. There's jealousy. There's infighting. There's jockeying for position or power in any family or organization. When you focus too much on unity and you don't have a good, healthy balance on mission, we as the body of Christ can grow spiritual muscles on one side and be very, very spiritually weak on the other. Right? And we, we fail to, to grow in every which way that God intends for us to grow because we're so focused on this holy huddle. We only focus on our own needs, our, our own things. And, oh, I don't, they can worry about themselves, you know, as long as I got mine and we got ours. But has God called us to that? No. What about, what about mission? What about reaching the lost? What about ministering to the less fortunate? The least of these that Jesus teaches us about. If, we're, if we are only so outwardly focused, and guess what? Sometimes we lose our footing. We lose our grounding, right? And we won't be tethered to or have the foundation that we need in order to continue to do the mission that God has called us to. That's why 2,000 years ago when God gave us the church, when he brought us into this new age, okay, when he brought us into the age of the church through the Holy Spirit and the acts of the Holy Spirit and the acts of the apostles, he gave us the church and he, and he set the disciples out on a course to have a good, well-balanced approach to serving God in the kingdom of having both unity and mission where the word of God holds it all together. Amen? Amen. And so here we are. We've been able to focus on the faithfulness of God. And that's why my introduction has brought us through all the things that we've gone through as a church or as individuals. Because God focused our eyes back on Him, not on our problems, not on our situations, but learning how to trust in God. Look at our banners. Look at our banners on the sidewalk. God is faithful. And I want to read a verse from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. This was our theme verse for 2023. It says, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. And God called these men to come together. And he called the Levites. He called the musicians of Israel to come together and to sing and praise and worship as they were going into battle. They were going into this battle before the battle even began. And they began to sing. And they began to play instruments. And they began to give glory to God and worship Him and praise Him. And the Bible tells us they continued to worship throughout the whole course of this conflict all the way to the end. And at the end of the conflict, when God had given them the victory, they blew the trumpets and they sang songs and they gave praise unto God. 
for his faithfulness and for the victory that they had experienced. Hallelujah. And here we are at the end of the year, and God is calling us into that kind of praise and worship. He's calling us into a, a, a spirit of praise and worship where we can give glory to him, where we can praise his name for giving us the victory of overcoming the challenges of 2023, of overcoming the personal setbacks that we have experienced, of overcoming the spiritual defeats or the depressions that we experienced this past year. All glory to God because he has seen you through it, and here you are standing on your own two feet, and you can give God the, the praise. You can give God all the honor. You can give God all the the glory for what he has done because we didn't do it on our own. Amen? We did not do it on our own. So praise the Lord that he has called us to worship before, during, and after the war. And here we are after the war of 2023. We look back on several current events that we've seen transpire around the world. How many of you know that the conflict between Russia and Ukraine continues? It began in, in 2022. We saw it continue throughout 2023, and it continues, this conflict. We should be well to pray that the Lord would bring that conflict to an end so that the people in that region of the world can experience peace and go back to rebuilding walls and families can Begin to heal from all the suffering, the pain, the loss, the death, the tragedies that they've had to experience. And then in 2023, in the middle of the year, we saw the conflict arise between Israel and Hamas. And we continue to pray for a conclusion. We see many, many efforts to try and bring moments of pause, even throughout the Christmas season, throughout the Thanksgiving season, the cold winter nights there in the Middle East, in Palestine, people have called for truce, for an opportunity for people to have reprieve. But I want to pray that the Lord will bring this conflict to a complete end in Jesus' name, that the people of both Israel and Palestine that even those that are serving in the Hamas, that the, they would have an encounter with the Holy Spirit and be able to come to Jesus. Many Christian people in, in Bethlehem in Palestine having lost their lives because they're caught in the crossfire of this terrible conflict. And we as the church know that our job is to pray. We can't just stop everything. We can't just stop what we're doing, although our hearts are heavy. And we mourn because of these terrible things that are happening around the world. But we know that God has called us to continue to keep our eyes on him and believe for a resolution in these matters. Amen? Maybe this year you experienced entering into a new job. That's, that can bring a whole lot of anxiety, a whole lot of worry. Others here started new schools. 
right? Um, maybe going from middle school to high school, from high school to college, maybe from college to graduate programs, from graduate programs, preparing to enter into the workforce in your field or in your focus. It comes with a whole lot of concern, but also a whole lot of excitement. There can be a whole lot of newness that we will experience in the coming days and weeks and months. So our prayer is that you manage all of these things with grace. Amen. There are those of us who experience and suffered loss, loss of loved ones, family members, friends. And it's not easy. It's not easy when we have to establish a new kind of normal for caretakers who sat at the bedside of those who are sick or dying or maybe are continuing to serve in the capacity of caretaker. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord give you strength. May the Lord give you courage. May the Lord give you patience as you serve your loved ones because it's a special gift to be able to be there at their side in their greatest moment of need. And the Lord, because he is a gracious God and he is an all-wise God and he is sovereign, knows that he both gives and he takes. And he knows when it's a time to bring his own people unto himself. And it's difficult sometimes for us to let go of those we love. The Lord also wants to remind us that there were no surprises for him. And there were some things that were a part of his plan. And we can trust in knowing that his plan is always greater than our plan. Amen? Amen. Maybe 2023 was a year of victory for you and your family. And we, re we rejoice with you. We rejoice in knowing that God has been very good and faithful and and you've been able to experience some tremendous things. And, and I love that. I love hearing stories of testimonies of what God has done in, in our people's lives. That's a blessing. Far be it from me to look at somebody else's blessing, somebody else's victory, and not celebrate with them. Oh, it's a blessing when we as the body of Christ can encourage one another. We mourn with those who mourn, and we celebrate with those who celebrate. Praise the Lord. And that, my friends, is called life. And life happens to us all. And the life of the believer comes with so many new things as we look to 2024, and I'll go ahead and share with you all, our theme for 2024 is restore. This year, we anticipate providing tremendous resources and tools, workshops and classes for um, individuals and families of our church to heal and 
many different ways. Um, we hope to offer classes where we can learn to overcome things like anxiety. Because as a pastor and many of your pastors here at church, we pray with different individuals and families. And we know the things that you all go through, that we all go through. And some of these things um, that we we pray that we'll be able to provide and offer for the body of Christ um, are ways that can help each and every one of us heal in ways that Jesus wants us to heal. Because sometimes it takes work to do the, the deeper healing in our lives. Prayer is always helpful and prayer is, some, is a place that we should all begin. The Word of God is always a starting point and a foundational place for the believer. But it also requires that we open ourselves up to other avenues of healing and restoration that God wants to offer us and give us as His creation. Amen? Some of us may need to step into the brave arena of seeking Christian counseling or therapy. That might be the answer to some of the wounds that we've not yet been able to heal from. And I want to encourage you not to be afraid of stepping into that place. Sometimes we as people are afraid to step into some of those areas of life because they hurt too much. Or the thought or the memory of what we have gone through um, just seem overwhelming for us to have to go back and have to relive and unpack and talk about and pray through. But guess what? It might be what is needed or required in order to unlock your life to go to the next level that God has in store for you. So don't be afraid to step into that. Don't be afraid to step out in faith and trust God by doing something that you may not have ever done before in your life. If certain things continue to come back up or recycle in our lives and it's holding us back, and seek out one of your pastors. Seek out a brother and sister in Christ. Pray. The Holy Spirit will guide you into the next steps for your life as you seek healing and restoration for you, your loved ones, and so you can also be a blessing in the body of Christ. Raise your hand if this year you experienced the healing touch of the Lord Jesus in one way or another. Raise your hand. Look around, church. You're not alone. Not alone. I know the Lord continues to do a work in my life and He's healing some places of my of my heart and my life that that I've I've needed to surrender to the Lord. Maybe you're at that point in your life as well. As we consider the newness of 2024, I'd like to offer also a thought out of the book of Joshua. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Joshua. And it'll be at the head of the, the book of Joshua. Joshua was Moses' right hand. He was his right-hand man as they were bringing the Israelites 
out of Egypt. And Joshua learned from Moses. And when Moses died, Moses died not being able to step across the River Jordan. He had to remain on the outskirts of the promised land, although he had been used by God to bring his people okay, to the very edge of the promised land. The place that the Bible calls a land flowing with milk and honey. And this is what it says in chapter 3 of Joshua. Early in the morning, Joshua and all of the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan. Somebody say Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. And after three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. In other words, church, the order is to follow the presence of God because the Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God among the Israelites, the people of God. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance about a thousand yards between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. And Joshua told the people, and I want you to highlight this in your Bible, church, or write it down. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves. In other words, you need to now take the time to make yourself holy, cleansed, and purified before the Lord. He said, before you cross over, somebody say cross over. He said, before you cross over, you are going to follow the Ark of the Covenant because you're going to a place and you're going to experience something you have never experienced before. We're stepping into a new era, a new realm. Nobody in the history of the world has ever stepped into 2024. This is a new time, a new day, a new age, a new year. It has never been experienced before. We will write about it a year from now, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. We will write about what happened last year when we look back on 2024 by faith. By faith. Now I pray you're not getting ready to go into 2024 worried, preoccupied, hesitant, doubting God, lacking confidence, I pray that you could tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that by faith you say, yes, Jesus, I am crossing over the River Jordan. Yes, Jesus, I am stepping into the promised land. Yes, Jesus, I am ready to hold the promises that you have for me because as my brother Arnold says, you cannot hold the promise and the problem in the same hand. You have to let go of your problems and you have to grab a hold of the promises that God has for you. You have to grab hold of the promises that have your name written all over it. You got to reach up to the heavens and grab hold of the blessings that God has in store for you. Oh, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Oh, when the prophet Elisha was on his deathbed 
And, and the king came to him to inquire about a battle. He says, oh, yeah, the battle will be yours. But go ahead and take this bow and this arrow and strike the ground. And he says, let me show you. And he grabbed his hands and he grabbed the bow and the arrow. And he says, now strike the ground. The only problem was is that the king stopped it after the third time he struck it. Elisha said, oh, my son, why did you stop? You should have struck it five or six times, which simply means you continue to strike the ground over and over and again, over and over again. Don't limit God's blessing. Don't limit God's anointing. Don't limit God's favor. Don't put a, a limit. Don't put a stop sign on what God wants to bless you with. Oh, when you got your bag open and they're pouring stuff in and they say, tell, tell me when. You know, like you go to uh, Olive Garden and, and you get the lasagna, which is my favorite. My mom makes a lasagna. And they say, okay, sir, would you like some cheese? I said, well, yeah, go ahead. Let me have it. And they start, they start stringing the cheese through the grater, you know, and it's just say when. And I'm just like, keep going. Say when. You saw the commercial, all of a sudden the, the cheese is going yay high. Praise the Lord. Don't tell God to stop. Oh, oh, that's enough. That's enough blessing. You can't have enough blessing. Life is hard enough as it is. Raise your hand if you've experienced a little life, a little bit of difficulty, a little bit of challenge, a little bit of setbacks, a little bit of heartache, a little bit of hurt, a little bit of pain, a little bit of suffering. That's all good. That's part of the Christian walk. That's part of what being a Christian is all about. But guess what? Life is hard enough on its own. So you better not stop God when he has the green light. You better not stop, stop the server at the uh, churrasqueria over there at the Brazilian steak, steakhouse. You know, give me that wooden block and keep it on the green. Just keep it coming. I'll get my colon cleansed next year. <laughs> Hallelujah. Keep it coming. Keep it on the green side. Keep it on the green light, brother. Because God wants to bless you. Don't limit God's blessing for your life. Don't stop praying for your family. Don't stop reaching out and calling out upon God for financial blessings in your life. Ask for the raise this year. Ask for more hours if you need them. Talk about what you did with God's help. Talk about how you want to do more. Get ready to step into newness. Boldly, with trust, with faith, with hope, with excitement, with enthusiasm, that when you get up tomorrow morning on January 1st and the Rose Parade is, is in full effect and New York is already in full celebration and you wake up, I want, I want you to wake up with a new pep in your step. I, 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 want you to, I want you to wake up like you got your groove back. I want you to step out of bed where the enemy, where Satan has to say, oh, no, Brother Jesse is awake. Oh, no, Brother Andy is awake. Oh, no, Sister Damaris is awake. Oh, no, Daniel and Carmen Bryant, they just, they just woke up. Uh-oh. Come on, people of God. Oh, no, Pastor Dan Hudson got out of bed. Oh, look out. Oh, look out, there's somebody who is identified with Jesus, 
who's living by the grace and power and mercy of Jesus that he's placed in your life because you're a believer and because you walk by faith, not by sight. So though you've not experienced 2024 yet, Pastor Nena, this is going to be a breakout year for you. I, I prophesy and I speak it over your life in Jesus' name. You're about to have tremendous breakthrough this year, Pastor Nena. Don't hold God, God's blessing back. You deserve every blessing, every last blessing that he has in store for you with your name on it, Irene. It belongs to you. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to ask God for it all. Let him decide when it's good. Let him decide when to say when. Oh, that's good for right now. That's, I think that's all you can handle right now. Let God decide that. Forget all this woe is me Christian stuff. Oh, praise God. Come into come in 2024 like this. Yes, Lord, I got my hands open. I got my hands held high. I'm ready to receive, right, right, Mama Lisi, right, Pastor Liz? I'm ready to receive. I want God's best. I want God's goodness. I want God's fullest. Hallelujah. And guess what? It's going to take a little practice getting used to asking for the best and the most from God for you. It's going to take a little practice. Recently, I've had several opportunities to practice it. I've had several opportunities where somebody said, hey, uh, you know, how much of these would you like? And I'm just like, give me everything you can. Give me everything you can. Keep pouring it. You want more? Absolutely, I want more. So I want to share it with everybody that I, that I can. It ain't for me. It ain't all for me. I want to steward all the goodness. I want to steward all the blessings. I want to steward all the, all the, the, the favor. I want, I want to receive as much as I can because so, God knows that you're going to be faithful to bless everybody else with it, Elvis and Olivia. That's why he's put you in a position to bless others because he knows your heart. He sought out your heart. He's looked far and wide and says, yes, I could trust them. I'm going to give them more. It's not so we can go around showboating. You know, go around acting like we some, or go around acting like, oh, look at what I'm driving now. Oh, look at what I got now. Oh, look at how big my house is now. That's not what it's for. If you got blessed, praise God. It's so that you can bless others and you can bring others into that same life of faith, that same life of abundance, that same life of trust, that same life of generosity, that same life of serving, that same life of giving, that same life of newness, that same life of of goodness. So get ready to break out, church. This is going to be a breakout year for all of us. In Jesus' name, can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Joshua took the commanders and he says, now go through the camp and tell everybody, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do mighty things. Mighty things. We're about to cross over the river, y'all. We're about to step over the River Jordan. We're about to walk through it on dry land, just like the Israelites walked through the Red Sea on dry land. Because we're a people of faith. We're a people that live by spiritual metaphor. We're a people that believe that the things that happen to the people of God in the Bible are going to happen to us. We have to believe and we have to see the things that God is showing us spiritually with spiritual eyes so our eyes can be open and we're not holding ourselves back from everything that God has in store for us. Don't be afraid to walk into to greatness. Hallelujah. I don't know who that message is for, 
for, but somebody here is holding back and not allowing themselves to step into greatness. You're afraid of, you're afraid of stepping into everything that God has for you. Don't worry. He won't allow you to step into that greatness as long as you stay rooted and faithful and, and humble and trusting in him. He knows that he could put you in a place to use you in a greater place of influence over other people's lives. Hallelujah. I don't know who that's for. That's for somebody here. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord shall do mighty things through you, through us. He's going to do mighty things through us, the church, the people of God. Amen? Hallelujah. The next thing is this. As we prepare to go into the unknown, somebody say the unknown. Woo, the unknown. Praise God. That's exciting, isn't it, church? That's exciting, the unknown. We've never been there. We've never been there before. It's not the same old different day. It's new. We've never been there, Carlos. Pastor Dozier, we've never been there. That is exciting. That is exciting. As we consecrate ourselves, guess what? That means it requires some work. How many of you are uh, allergic to work? <laughs> At least some of us are honest. Praise God. It's going to take a little work. I want to encourage us to enter into the new year after you have your time of celebration. Okay? We enter into the new year. Tomorrow's the new year. Okay? In a time of prayer and fasting. In a time of prayer and fasting. If we're the people of God, if we're a people of faith called by the name of Jesus, that means that we have to walk in the ways of Jesus. That means we have to do the, the things that Jesus did. All right. And so whenever Jesus experienced newness, whenever Jesus was preparing himself for something tremendous, like when he was about getting ready to, to have a, a, a breakout uh, session in his ministry and start his his healing and his miracles and his preaching ministry. The Bible says he went into the wilderness for 40 days and he fasted and he prayed and prepared himself for the temptations that he was going to encounter and experience in the coming days. 2024, with all of its goodness, with all of its greatness, with all of the wonderful things you're going to experience, with all of its victories, guess what? It's going to have its challenges as well, but you're going to be prepared for them. You're going to be prepared for them because you're going to enter into this new year in prayer and fasting. You're going to enter into the new year in the word of God. We're going to enter into it together. And that's why it's so beautiful that as a church, we're not doing this on our own. We're doing this together. So this next year, I want to invite everybody to go into this whole week after tomorrow. Tuesday, start Tuesday and go into a time of prayer and fasting. If you can go into it tomorrow, even better. Praise God. Enter into this first week through prayer and fasting and in the word of God. Families, get together. Try and do it every, every night or morning or, or midday, whenever you can. Spend some time in the word together. Have some time in prayer. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. And prepare yourselves for the journey ahead. Can you picture that? The journey is coming. The journey ahead is coming. So we need to prepare ourselves and encourage one another in the faith to get ready for it. 
Then next year, next week, the week after, we're going to have five nights of revival right here at the mission. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Five nights of revival. God's going to do tremendous works. Come with great expectation and expectancy in your hearts for God to work in your life. God has something special in store for you in 2024. Finally, when God called Abraham into a life of faith, any of you remember the story in Genesis chapter 12? When God called Abraham from the Ur of the Chaldees, it was from what is present-day Iraq. He was a Bedouin. He was a, he was a nomad. They roamed the desert and the hills and the plains. And God established this relationship and this covenant with Abraham. And he says, you're going to leave your father, you're going to leave your father's house, and you're going to leave your father's land. In other words, you're going to go, and I'm going to take you to a place that you have never been. You know what was unique about this? The scripture says that when God took Abraham, he did not show him everything that he had for him all at once. He showed Abraham only a little bit at a time. Just a little bit at a time. Is it overwhelming sometimes when we think of the end of, of a matter? When we think of everything that it's going to take to get there? Sometimes it's easy to get overwhelmed by all the things that we have to do. Or the challenges, the mountains that we have to climb, the valleys that we have to cross. The insurmountable rivers and water and the chasms between us and there. And one of the things that I've been learning in my own walk with Jesus is to just take it one step at a time. It's so comforting for us as believers to know that God is with us every step of the way. But we don't have to know every step that we have to take all at once. Slow it down. What's the next step? Let's deal with that. And let's be present. Let's let God speak to us right here where we're at right now. Let's not worry about what the next step after that is. Let's focus on just this. This past year, I've gone through some very, very challenging things in my personal life. and One of the things that I had to learn was to slow it all down, to make my world small, and just focus on the very next step. For some of us, that may be one day at a time. For some of us, it may be, what's the next phone call? And then we'll go from there. For some of us, it may be, what's the next area of my life that God wants to work in? And then step into that. And not getting bogged down with the heaviness, with the challenges, the problems, or the issues of life. Because after all, God's with you. He's with us. He won't give you more than you can handle. He made us as people to overcome our challenges. 
He's given us this desire and this competitive edge to fix problems, to figure out how to go to the moon, to how to do things that have never been done before. That's how he made us, his creation. We're the apple of his eye. And with all of that excitement and adventure that he has placed in us by virtue of the way that he made us, let's continue to trust in him. Let's not try to do it on our own. Let's invite others into our life circumstances and situations as we take one step at a time. We're going to take one step into 2024. We're going to cross over the River Jordan tonight about 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. Mama Mo, my wife's mom, she, she's in Nigeria, so she's probably going to get there a little sooner than us. Nine hours ahead. Praise the Lord. We miss her already. She's in the Lord's hands. Can't wait till she returns in the new year. But praise the Lord. How many of you are looking forward to 2024 with great anticipation? How many of us are going to learn how to trust God this year just a little bit more? How many of you are going to let God pour out the blessings over your life and not stop him from pouring out those blessings? How many of you are ready to trust in him as he takes us into 2024. I want to invite you to stand to your feet. Oh, look at my brother, Pastor Koba. Let's just close out the service together in prayer these next couple minutes. Won't you um, hold hands if you're there with family? Pray together. This is going to be our family time, our prayer time as a church to usher in the new year. I'm going to step down and go by my wife. 